You're listening to the Inspiring Minds Show on the Own Your Power Radio Network. This is Todd Goodwin, your host and hypnotist. Our goal is to inspire, empower, and transform your life. So stay tuned and inspire your mind. Welcome to the Inspiring Minds Show on the Own Your Power Radio Network. I'm Todd Goodwin, your host and hypnotist. I'm a board-certified hypnotist from the Miami Hypnosis Center. And uh, on the Inspiring Minds Show, uh, what we do is bring you topics that are uh, educational, very interesting, uh, occasionally, if we're lucky, entertaining. And the purpose is to uh, help you gain greater self-awareness of what you're capable of and break free of whatever societal or cultural programming may have limited you and held you back in life. And so we've, we've brought on this um, on the Own Your Power radio network, which you can visit the archives at ownyourpowerlifestyle.com, we've had a variety of shows um, running the gamut from topics like uh, resolving emotional trauma, uh, dealing with breakups, dealing with grief, uh, to things much more controversial like uh, uh, astrology, which is really not related to hypnosis, but it's something a lot of people talk about, as well as using uh, hypnosis for past life regression. We've also addressed things like uh, using hypnosis for improving your sports performance or hypnosis for entertainment, as opposed to what's also known as hypnotherapy, which is what we primarily do at the Miami Hypnosis Center. And and at our practice, uh, we have five uh, amazing practitioners uh, that have a variety of different specialties ranging from dealing with um, addictions and bad habits, whether it's drinking too much, taking drugs, wanting to quit smoking or improve eating habits, to things like um, emotional challenges like grief or dealing with uh, tr- trauma, emotional trauma. It could just be stress or anxiety, panic attacks, uh, fears and phobias, whether it's claustrophobia, fear of lizards, fear of flying, even fear of commitment fear of failure. We're going to touch on some of that in today's show uh, and really helping people maximize their own personal performance and live their best life. And because the truth is what we do is inspire, empower, and help people transform their lives. And we just use hypnosis and NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, and life coaching to really help people maximize the potential that they were born with and make sure that people are living the best lives they can live. So today... We're going to be talking with one of my uh, colleagues at the Miami Hypnosis Center, Peter Kingsley. We're going to introduce him uh, and bring him in in the, in the first, in the next segment of our show. But he's a sports and sales and performance specialist. He's a certified hypnotist, uh, and for years he's worked with a variety of people, ranging from athletes to professionals, people who, for some reason, are not fulfilling their potential in their role, and whether it's on the field or uh, and that was the show we did uh, some time ago on sports hypnosis, or really what affects even more people is when you're selling or when you're in a professional environment or even just in your relationships, and business relationships are relationships. If you're not living up to your capability, if you're not performing consistently in a focused way, if you're not getting the outcome that you know you should be able to get, then this show is for you. So we're calling this show Feel Free to Sell. And and if, if you're thinking, well, wait a second, I'm not a salesperson, why do I care? Here's the thing. Everyone is selling something. We're either selling a product or a service. Or if you're 
on the dating market. You're selling yourself to the person you're on a date with. If you want your spouse to do something for you, you have to sell your idea to that person. You have to, if you want your kids to follow your instructions or to clean their room, you have to sell that concept. So we're always selling, and today we're gonna talk about how you can get into the mindset to sell effectively whatever it is you're selling, especially in a professional environment, and how we can get all of the the baggage or junk that we sometimes carry with us in our mind, get that out of the way so that we can really be clear, focused, consistent, and perform at a high level. So we're gonna come back in a moment. Uh, This is Todd Goodwin from the Miami Hypnosis Center on the Own Your Power Radio Network.
Are you a holistic business owner looking to network with like-minded professionals and grow your business? Then you need to learn all about the Holistic Chamber of Commerce of Fort Lauderdale and Broward County. They have monthly meetings, workshops, and masterminds that are not only fun and entertaining, they are designed to help you grow and expand your business so you can make a bigger impact and serve more people. Go to their website, holisticfortlauderdale.com, and sign up for their mailing list and learn more about their upcoming events. That's www.holisticfortlauderdale.com. Welcome back to the Inspiring Minds Show. I'm Todd Goodwin, your host and hypnotist from the Miami Hypnosis Center. Just a quick note, if you want to check out our archives, you can go to ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. And if you want to learn more about what we can, what the services we do and how we can improve your life and how you can use your mind to improve your life, you can visit miamihypnosiscenter.com. So this show is Feel Free to Sell because everyone is selling something. And my special uh, co-host today is Peter Kingsley, a certified hypnotist at the Miami Hypnosis Center. So welcome, <laughs> welcome, Peter. Oh, oh. Hi, Ty. How you doing? I'm brilliant, as you might say. I'm brilliant, yeah. Brilliant. Well, well, you saw me on the concept of uh, listening to the radio station, that's for sure. Oh, well, I guess everyone, a... everyone's selling something, right? Yeah, yeah. That was an emotional impact I had, I think. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Great. Yeah. So now you, one of your specialties as a hypnotist is helping people maximize their personal performance. Isn't that true? That's true, yeah. Okay, yep. so yes, whether, yeah. whether that means in a, on the field, as an athlete, uh, professional or hobbyist, uh, as a um, a salesperson, what we might think of as a salesperson, as a business person, whether they're managing other people or managing, uh, you know, products and services, ultimately, or even just in in their own personal consistency, everyone is selling something, right? Yeah, and, and that's a that's a point that you said. Everybody, whether it's in whether it's in sports or whether it's in business or whether it's home or whatever it is, everybody's selling. Right. Uh, and the process is the same. To be truthful. You know, and, and uh, if you put it down to it's all to do with confidence and consistency in anything we do. That makes sense. You know, whether, like you said, whether on the sports field, consistency, whether in a relationship, consistency, sales, you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent in what you do. Not so much what you do, what you sell, but the way you, your attitude, your mannerisms, your body language, your, the, your voice. You know, it's consistent because we're, we're searching to go to get that emotional connection, which is a sale. Whether it's a product or a service, it's really that emotional connection that we're that we're looking to gain and control and to manage. You know, um, far too often salespeople try to sell something so so much that they they put pressure on themselves and pressure on the person they're trying to to uh, you know to convince, if you like, that uh, this is the right product or service. Uh, and I found as a as a past business consultant for IBM, I've been into many, many businesses. Mm -hmm. And when you sit there and you observe from the outside, you can really see how people people struggle and they really don't know. They may know how they may know the sales process. Like they may know how to do a close, how to how to overcome objections, that kind of thing. Yeah, right? and there's and there's thousands and thousands of books and courses that teach you this is how you sell. But there's not that many out there that teaches how to mentally sell. Okay, so you're, you you need to sell yourself on on 
something you're selling before you sell someone else, don't you? I mean, you have to believe that you have to have integrity and congruency about what you're doing, don't you think? Uh, yeah, you do. And that's a difficult part sometimes in sales. You know, some people, they just want to become a salesperson, maybe just to earn some money or so, you know, because it's a lucrative business. Sure. If, can, you, if you're good be. at, yeah, absolutely. If you're good at sales, you can, you know, can have a real good career at it. And, and some people try it, but they try it for the wrong reasons and they struggle because internally they're fighting with, you know, uh, as an example, I was speaking to some recently about, uh, I don't know if they can, you can mention a product like a Dyson vacuum cleaner. Sure. What three, four, five thousand dollars? Wow! What does it do? Pick up a lot of expensive Ab dirt. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And right. Some people believe it, some people don't. Mm. And and if you've got that, if you've got that internal disbelief, you really struggle. Good salespeople, they can sell it whether they believe it or not. You know, because they've got the uh, a different way of thinking about it. You know, dif a different emotional way of thinking about it. Um, and some of the simple things that you can think about when, you, when you're in sales is to say, why? Why? Why am I selling this? Why, what, you know, why will people want to buy this product or service? And it gives you a sort of a kickstart to how you think. You know, instead of, I, I want to sell it because I want to make $1,000, is right. the wrong way to kick it off. Or, or three or 4000 in the case of the... Abs right. Absolutely, yeah. isn't it? Okay. You know, so there's, so there's a, they tell you these in the manuals, but then you've got to think it from a, a mental perspective. Okay, so then, well, let's take a step back, because one thing we want to get into, we're going to talk in the second half of our show, is about how. Yeah. Because once we're, we want to start off looking, what are the typical challenges that people who are selling something encounter and then what really is causing those those challenges which and 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 then how we can resolve the root issue because the thing is you know we, what are the, what are the most common problems that people well there what are the most common issues that salespeople or I should say people in any selling environment let let's broaden this for our audience so not just someone who's selling a vacuum cleaner or a car or a consulting project, but someone who is selling themselves to someone on a first date, someone who is trying to sell the concept of moving in with their girlfriend, someone who's trying to sell the idea to their kids, you need to do your homework or you need to eat your vegetables. Um, mm -hmm. Those are all, or, or selling, you know, as a teacher, selling your certain things to the students so that they actually will learn because learning is a form of buying. So what would you say the problems are? A lot of it is probably peer pressure, whether you're a, whether you're a parent or a boss of a business. You know, a lot of people, it's, a boss of a business has got a different reason why he wants to sell his product, as an example. Okay. Yeah, he looks at it from his profit margin. He looks at it from production. He looks at it from the efficiency. You know, so a lot of times why, why people fail to complete or want to even sell anything because there's a lot of pressure on them. It's a fear. Mm. You know, it's an uncomfortable feeling. You know, my, my boss or, you know, we need to hit this, this sale target, you know, and, and, and it's that fear and, and they start to think about things that they shouldn't be thinking about, you know. So in business... And that distracts them. Absolutely, yeah. They start, and because they feel uncomfortable, they're looking for other reasons not to sell. I see. So, yeah. okay, so then that, so then the symptom of that fear is avoidance. Yeah, so yeah. distraction. So, okay, so instead of, um, instead of actually making that phone call, that cold call, or instead of following up with someone I met at a networking event, or instead of going out there and talking to the prospect, instead of calling up that girl that I want to ask out on a date, I go do the dishes instead. Yeah, 
exactly because they feel uncomfortable about doing it <coughs> or they don't know or they don't know how to approach it or what is the right reason why is the reason i want to go on a date why is there a reason i want to buy this car why is there a reason why i want to get my sales figures up so that the boss of the company is going to promote me or wherever it is you know what are the real reasons why i do this hmm. and, a, and a lot of them a, a lot of people just like going back to what we said it, it is pressure it's it's pressure you know will I be able to do this the fear of failure on being uncomfortable right all that's to do with sales is you go to the, the the typical cold calling scenario you know nobody likes to do it it's, it's a difficult thing to do for some but you know you imagine you pick up the phone now and uh, you get the first 10 people call you all the names under the sun and don't want to talk to you that doesn't feel good and you right. start to lose your you lose your direction on why you're picking up the phone in the first place now I'll, now I'm picking up because I want to speak to the person and make them make me feel better feel better because you've been rejected or your message has been rejected 10 times yeah because either they or either because when you go into that sales process whether it's on a whether it's going into a board meeting whether it's going in front of a new customer whatever it is if you don't go in there prepared in the right mindset, then you're probably not going to finish the sale mm. because of the emotional impact it's going to have or perceivably have. And so then that leads to inconsistent results because sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you've seen them, you know. You imagine, again, I know kids, we keep using the same scenario as, right. as, a, as a boss in an organisation, but you imagine he walks into a sales team room and uh, and he's there. He's, he's, he's you know he's got a lot of pressure on himself, hasn't he? So so he starts hiring his voice. Maybe mm -hmm. gets the tension up, all the adrenaline going, everything. You know, we must do this. We must do that. You know, make sure your your sales targets. Blah blah blah. And and it sort of puts a lot of pressure on you before you start. It's the same when we go and ask, uh, like on a date. It's the other way around, isn't right. it? It's like oh, I need to sell myself. What am I selling? Sell who you are, not who you think you are. There's another problem is, oh, is being able to sell it in the right way. You know, if you're that particular type of person, then sell that particular type of person. Don't try and sell the person you, you assume you need to be. Okay, now that's interesting because if you're, if you're authentic and you're selling, let's just say that the case of um, going on a date or it may be not even going on a date, asking someone out for a date, going... Um, uh, you know, picking someone up at a at a bar or at a library or at a supermarket or something. You see someone who's cute in the produce aisle, and you want to go over and say, "Well, I like I like your melon. I mean, I like the melons here. <laughs> I like I like yeah, the fruit. I'll, buy, the, I'll well, buy them. That's right. <laughs> Whatever it might be. Right. Exactly. So you want to do that and um, two for a dollar? Yeah. Exactly. They, well, they come cheap these days. Yeah, or four for fifty cents. Naturally. Whatever. Okay. Depends what area of the city you're in. Well, whatever. Whatever it's the case is. Emotionally good. That's right. So if you so if you have Two melons. If, if you have two melons, or you have if you have a uh, you know a, a bag of fruit, and you want to ask someone out, let's say, um, or start a conversation, there's the risk of potential rejection. We don't know what that person's going to think or, or say or do. So if we're not if we're trying to game the system before we even start interacting by adapting to what we think they're going to say, we think oh they're going to say that's a stupid pickup line, or they're going to think I'm a creep so I need to act this way instead of that way and then all the way you're not being authentic to who you really are and then trying to remember how to be makes you nervous because the more you try to fake things the more you're going to mess up yeah absolutely and and then you it goes back you know it's, it's like we feel as though we've got to switch into a certain character to sell something yes we do in in, in certain situa situations 
Yeah, we have to switch into a sales character. We have to switch into a manager or a team leader. We have to switch into a person who wants to be that Romeo to get that date. Mm. But the problem is sometimes there's a crossover between the character and the personal belief. You as a real person. So as an Wait, ex- so you mean uh, go ahead. You're so as an example, when you're going on a date, perceivably, mm-hmm. you want to sell the real you. Right. When you're a salesperson, you really need to switch into being the character of a top salesperson and not allow the rejections of that sale interact with your personal belief. So there's a different way of the different. That's where the sales, the proper sales techniques come in. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So in other words. That's separating when someone says no from condemning your personal self-worth. Yeah, because if you, if from a personal level, if somebody, as you've grown up, has said, no, you're no good, you can't do this and you can't do that, and it affects your personal belief, then when you try to come into a sales role and you switch into your sales mode, good salespeople don't let that personal belief affect their what they affect how they feel so they can continually stay focused and calm in that process it's the same if you've got a child and you want to ask them to do something and they're stamping their feet and whatever you are. if you lose control of the emotion your emotional need or want then you lose a sale hmm. you know so if you ask a child i would like you to sit down and read that book for the next 30 minutes on this particular particular subject and they don't want to do it. And then you say, well, I'd like, you know, and you're trying to convince them that that's good for them. Mm-hmm. And, then you, and then you start to bring in your personal beliefs and you start to get right. anxiety. You start to get pressure. You start to get frustrated. Then it will, it, the sales cycle will not be a, a smooth ride. It'll be harder for you to stay on that, on that nice path. Because you're letting your ego get in the way. Yeah. As an example, a prime example, I work for a car dealership. Car dealership. Prime, prime example. When I see most of the salespeople, a couple of the top ones were good. You imagine you're walking into a, uh, a car dealership. Mm-hmm. You're going there to buy a vehicle. You're feeling good, right? Aren't you? Remember, you're you're personally feeling good. You like the color of the cars, the shapes, what it's going to do. You know, all, all this type of stuff. So the salesman's got a bit of an advantage here, because you're already on an, an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, and you need to keep it stable as a salesperson. Right. Right. So you go in there and, and then and then obviously you you know you talk to the, the, when you go into a parking lot or to look, what happens you think I hope they don't come over to me right now. I just want to I want to enjoy what I'm doing. When right. you walk into a shop to buy some shoes or some golf equipment, right. you want to walk in and as you're walking and you're looking around to think I hope the salesperson don't come up to me. I want to I want to enjoy this little bit of time so I can actually look around and I can actually look at the shoes and I can touch them the way I want to touch them. Yeah. Why why do you okay, so why is it that people go into a selling environment or or a store and they and some people immediately want to ask for help and other people just like I hope they don't bother me. Why do you think that because is? Because that's a perception of what they think a salesperson will do. What is 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 they're going to come down they're going to badger them, they're going to pressurize them and you're going to start to 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 sign something you don't really want to sign, you've been pressurized into doing something. It's made you feel uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah, and you walk out there, and you and and now for the, for whatever you you you, the, although the salesman, even the salesman, I think doesn't enjoy that pressuring people. Yeah, when he signs <coughs> when he when he signs that when he gets to sign or buy something, it's a quick fix. 
Isn't it better as a salesman to have a nice fix so that you continue to, to enjoy those fixes or those, you know, when you complete a sale and you really enjoy it because you know you've done a good job, yeah. it gives you a lot more incentive <coughs> to do it again and again and again. As opposed to just a one-off. Yeah, I, I've, I've made a sale. What a, it's like a quick fix, isn't it? I've made a sale. Oh, you know what? I enjoy doing what I've just done. Although I've got the sale, I've enjoyed it. So why do most salespeople uh, fail to complete a sale? If, especially if they're actually following technique that they've been told by their sales manager, or why is it that people um, might go on a first date and fail to close the deal for a second date if they want it? Because they don't know how to set the foundation to do that process. They think they do. Going, going back to what we said earlier on, where you, you can buy any manuals, any books to teach you how to sell perceivably right but nobody teaches how to mentally sell and mentally manage the process so when you say mentally sell peter you mean to get yourself into a certain state of mind that is conducive to being focused and confident and therefore consistent absolutely okay Be because 90 percent of our communications is what we see isn't it not what we say right so you could say what you like but we, we can see what's going on so if you're calm and relaxed in your sales process from the very beginning to the very end then not only will you be more successful will you be more comfortable will you be more in control so with the person that you're selling to that makes sense what happens is you could be going through a you imagine doing a a million dollars a million dollar contract with an, an organization mm -hmm. you've spent you've spent time and time you've been calm and relaxed and you've been giving them all the the reasons and, and and looking at you know the benefits why you should do it how, how you're going to benefit from it and what's the outcome from it and all the benefits and everything and you've been working at in a, in a in a room of executives and then one person comes in on a particular day who's had a bad day and throws a spanner in the works what was the term? A spanner in the works. A spanner a in the works. What does that mean in, in American? <laughs> it means that, that when... A the wrench in the, uh, in the works? The, yeah. Oh, okay. It's like okay. When, the, when the cogs are turning smoothly and somebody sticks in there and it stops. They stick, a, stick a spanner in there. The yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, so the works, the workings are... Yeah, the workings Okay, the so you gum up the... I got you. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, and then you've got it. And then... And you're almost there. You've almost got that million dollar contract and you're feeling good. You're feeling really emotional. Oh, my goodness. And then bang. Yeah, what happens? Now can he get over it? Can he control himself? Can he stay in the zone? Right. Can he stay calm and relaxed and not come up with a load of other stuff that's going to... So not let a fear of what if at this point I fail or what if, yeah. what if it doesn't work? Continue in your belief that if you continue the way you are in that belief, which we go back, which we're going to talk about earlier on, mm -hmm. then you will just, just trust it and believe it and it will work. No, that makes a lot of sense. I'm sure that a lot of people listening to this will say, well, that sounds good. Yeah, it'd be nice if we could you know, consistently be in that state of mind or uh, if we could believe in ourselves, whatever it might be, but yet I don't. I already know that. I already know what to do. I already know how I'm supposed to act on a first date. I already know how I'm supposed to approach someone when I'm selling. I already know how I'm supposed to talk with my, with my spouse or my children or my co-worker uh, and yet I can't do it consistently so you mentioned that what stops people um, they're struggling with consistency because they don't they're not managing their state of mind they're not able to stay in that zone or in that state so we're going to go to our break and when we come back 
we're going to address, well, how, how can how that's Absolutely. right how can you actually get into that so that you can be consistent Absolutely. because knowledge by itself is is not power it's, it's potential power it's what you Absolutely. do with that knowledge Absolutely okay yeah. so thank you Peter Kingsley we're going to be right back in a moment this is Todd Goodwin your host and hypnotist with the Inspiring Minds show on the Own Your Power Radio network Hello everyone, I am Dr. Minka Brantley, I'm a psychologist from Miami, and I love being an expert on Own Your Power Radio.
If you're like me, you love to hold on to your cash and use it for basic needs like the light bill, water bill, and yeah, maybe even the mortgage or the rent. That's pretty much all that I use cash for since I get almost everything on barter. In a typical month, I get my hair done, eyebrows waxed, printing services, massages, business coaching, personal assistance from my companies, social media marketing, and more, all on barter. Oh, and did I mention travel? Yes, to many different exotic locations like Costa Rica and Barbados on barter. I literally save thousands a year, and I'd love to help you do the same. All you have to do is join the Give and Take Network at www.giveandtakenetwork.org. That's give, the letter N, takenetwork.org. When you join Give and Take, you'll learn how to generate more business, reduce your overhead, and save cash. Barter is definitely smarter, and don't let anyone tell you any differently. Join us today at giveandtakenetwork.org. This segment was brought to you by Constant Contact. Learn how to grow your business with the Constant Contact Toolkit. Sign up today by texting OYP to 22828. That's OYP to 22828 to register for the mailing list. Once you're a customer, Coach Simone will contact you and set up your complimentary training on marketing strategies and branding for your email campaigns. Once again, it's Constant Contact, where you can connect, inform, and grow. Welcome back to the Inspiring Minds Show on the Own Your Power Radio Network. This is Todd Goodwin, your host and hypnotist from the Miami Hypnosis Center. And just as a reminder, you can uh, learn more about what we do at the Miami Hypnosis Center by going to MiamiHypnosisCenter.com or check us out on Facebook. Uh, the username is Miami Hypnosis Center. And to access our archives and the archives from other great shows on the Own Your Power Radio Network, you can go to OwnYourPowerLifestyle.com. So today... The topic of our show is feel free to sell. This is about selling because everyone is selling something, whether it's whether you think of, your, of yourself as a salesperson, whether you think of yourself as someone who sells, or you're just a human. And if you're listening to this and you understand what I'm saying, you're probably human, and that means you're selling something. You're either selling mm -hmm. something to um, a friend, a lover, a, uh, a student, a parent, a colleague, a potential buyer. Everyone is potentially buying what you're selling. And if you're not selling effectively, you're not influencing, you're not persuading, you're not getting, you're not closing the deal. And so my special co-host today is Peter Kingsley, who's a certified hypnotist at the Miami Hypnosis Center. And he's a uh, personal performance specialist, specializes in uh, sports performance, sales and business performance, and just making the most of your own emotional state, getting rid of the, the underlying limiting beliefs, which is really most of what we do as hypnotists, is helping change your disempowering beliefs to your empowering beliefs. And today, of course, we're focusing on selling in, in a very broad sense. So welcome back, Peter. Hi, how you doing? I'm, I'm excellent. Thank That's you. I'm so good, glad good. you asked, and I'm in a really good state to sell right now. To sell. Sell me, sell me, sell me. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. so we were sell. talking before about uh, you know lack of consistency and people who are in any kind of selling position, whether it's uh, you know, selling a car, selling a vacuum cleaner, selling a consulting contract, selling, do you want to go out with me on Friday night? Uh, selling, uh, okay, you need to eat your vegetables before you have dessert or you got to clean your room or selling, do your homework, whatever it might be. You're selling, hey, hey, honey, uh, can, we, can we go on that trip? We want to go on that, that cruise. You got to sell that if the other person is not totally on board. Yep. So in all of these selling, a lot of the time we tend to avoid 
the conversation because it's, it's uncomfortable. Absolutely, you just hit the nail on the head. It's it's uncomfortable, and and unfortunately, the first thing we think about is what value we're going to get from the sale. Ah. Oh. So you have to turn it around and think, okay, what value is that person going to get from the sale or from the service? In other words, thinking instead of thinking I'm taking from that person, you think I'm giving to them. Yeah, you've got to you've got to look at it from their perspective. That's interesting. From their and then when you stay on that thought pattern and use your creativity, which you do when you're relaxed and comfortable, you'll be amazed at what pops out. Because sometimes you may have a product. Right. That when you look at it from a different perspective, you don't sell the product, you sell the concept of it. Hmm. As an example, uh, we recently did a, a um, we recently uh, did some training with a young lady who had a who was um, was there's a bit of a conflict with her personal beliefs against her sales beliefs, mm-hmm. you, you know, and uh, there's a crossover. So we, we we sort of balanced that out a little bit. But the point was this: is that when she was in the right, when she was thinking about the sale in the right way. In the right, in the right emotional way, mm-hmm. she didn't sell the product. The product was there. I could see that. I could see the car. I could see the jacket. I could see the contract. I could see the building that I'm going to build, or the hotel, or the property, or whatever you want to call it. I've seen the. I've seen the pictures. Mm-hmm. You know. So now, for I want to. They, they need to sell the the concept of why you should invest in that in that hotel. So uh, you're selling right. So obviously, what everyone knows in selling. If they if they've been trained properly, don't sell features or don't just sell features. Sell the benefits. Uh, but okay. But again, people are going to say, "Well, yeah, I understand that." And yet, even if they say, "Well, okay, I know that," um, I know that this vacuum cleaner is potentially worth three thousand dollars, or I know that this car is potentially worth fifty thousand, even if it's fundamentally not much better than a car that's twenty five thousand. It's twice as expensive. So if the person's selling it, even if they understand the benefits, isn't it true that they could still have performance anxiety? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. And that's all to do with, again, it, it's to do with nerves. It's to do with consistency. It's to do with, you know, battling with those emotional things. Uh, and if the difference, if we talk about a, a sports person in, a, in, a, in the same sense we talk about a salesperson, what is the difference between coming first and coming second what what's the difference well it, it's, it's seconds isn't it? it you know you can win a race in seconds right you, you know well so, so I, I was going to say the difference between between coming in first and second is in one case you win in some case in the other case you lose i mean the reality is if you've if you have two teams playing two football teams playing and one comes in first and one comes in second one wins and one loses if you're trying to sell something and there's two positions. One is you sold it, and the other is you didn't sell it. Absolutely. So it's all about win and lose, unfortunately, and that's the mindset. Absol- but, you, but you're saying it differently. You're saying it's... Well, no, that's the, that's the whole point. The point is you have to have that, those two capabilities of the physical ability to sell and the mental ability to sell. You go into an office, and you've got a, you've got a manager there, and in the office you've got a receptionist, You've got somebody who makes the tea. You've got somebody who does sales. You've got somebody who does articles of the magazine. And he stands there and he's saying, right, guys, we need to sell. And that's the comment. So every, every, different, every person in that room has got a different way or reason to sell. Okay. 
there's a different sale technique to pick up the phone. There's a different sale technique to to call somebody and ask them if they want to advertise in your in your magazine. You you said earlier on about the about the car. Right. You know, the car's a car at the end of the day. But you have to learn to look at the emotional impact of why that person would want to purchase that car. And it's not just because it gets you from A to B. Okay, so what I want to get on get to before we discuss how we can um, resolve these issues and be more consistent and be more focused and be and improve sales, whether it's and just improve your influence and your outcome. Again, whether it's selling a car or it's selling uh, a second date if you're on a first date or it's selling a concept to a partner or a child or whatever it might be. So performance anxiety. So performance anxiety, whether it's on the field or in the boardroom or the bedroom or you know, even the bathroom, whatever it might be. There's some room, there's some place that someone is where they know they're supposed to do something and they know they should be able to do it well. And yet, yet for some reason they can't they can't well, that, do it. That goes back to the mechanics of the brain, the way the brain works. Because in performance anxiety, which every athlete f- athlete mm-hmm. um, struggles with, every salesperson struggles with, every mother struggles with, you know, is that anxiety of what happens is the signals, the the, the negative signals possibly come in so quick, mm-hmm. and it hits what we were talking about earlier on. It hits the uh, amygdala, which is controlled by emotions. Right. It takes over, uh, and you're doing things. You're thinking, I, I can't, I can't be consistent. I can't be consistent because the fear factor, the uncomfortable factor, the signals coming in, whether it's what we see, what we touch, what we smell, whatever it is. It takes over. That's and it triggers the, it triggers a response you're saying in the brain and the amygdala that is governing our emotional reactions, and so that's fear based. So out of self protection, the person avoids a situation that's gonna that represents danger. So if I if I ask that person if they're ready to buy and they say no, you know what I don't I don't want to do it, then that's and, that's and, a threat. And even if you overthink it, you're thinking that before you even start the conversation. Right. You're, so you're so you're 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 already putting you into that anxiety state. So people are already in their mind already failed. Creating, right. Yeah. You've so already they, failed before you open your mouth. Because they've already imagined all the ways the person could reject them. If you start off thinking, I want to sell this property because I'm going to make ten thousand dollars, right? And you start off thinking that way, and those thoughts come in, and you see that person. And you and the signals are coming in because you think maybe they maybe they can't. It hits that it hits that emotional spot, mm-hmm. and sometimes we freeze, or sometimes we manage to get through it. And we haven't got time to manage to get through it when we're doing a sale. It's got to be flowing. It's got to be you know. So the anxiety, the performance anxiety, is exactly that. Is we kick it off from day. You know, it could be the day before. Oh, I'm going to a meeting tomorrow. And now this is now this would be fear of public speaking would be the same thing too because you have to sell you have to sell an idea and you're selling yourself right because if you're the one if you're the messenger and you mess up then it looks bad it could potentially people could say well that that was a crappy presentation yeah that guy doesn't so, know what he's talking about so if you think you're selling yourself rather than the concept you're talking about then you're going to fail interesting so so, if it, so you start off. And make sure that you, you're comfortable. This is the, the anxiety performance level again when you do your training, when you do your thinking, when you, because we'll talk about it later on about how, how we can manage this, but that's exactly what's going on in a sales process. You know the end product is when you complete your sale, there's going to be a reward. You want right. it to be a positive one. Sure. But if we kick off 
and it doesn't feel that way, you're going to struggle because of the signals coming in to the old brain mm -hmm. that wants to protect you. Right. It'll either slow you down or get you to say things, to the, the, the wrong things to quicken it up. Yep. That's, when it, that's when it becomes all like a, you know, it does, it's not consistent. So people, so to recap, as I understand what we've discussed so far is that you want, you want to be able to resolve or get your own personal, your, your beliefs about yourself and your own self-image that might be uh, maybe low self-esteem or there might be some, some fear issues. Out the way. Get that out of the way because it's not about you. It's about what Absolutely. you're selling. Okay. And then, then if you do that, then you'll be more consistent and yeah. more focused. Uh, going back to what you've just said, you know, when you're, a, when you're doing a presentation, you know, you're not selling the real you. You're selling the professional person who's supposed to be giving a presentation. So don't think you're selling you. Okay, so that's where it goes back to what you said in our first segment about getting into character, getting into a, a role or a, a state of mind. Or a something. salesman is a salesman. It's a character. It's not, you, it's not you as a person. That's not the real person. Okay. So in a way, it, so, okay, so it sounds to me like being an actor, except, except being authentic in terms of your message, but still Abs it's not, if someone rejects you as a salesperson, someone rejects your message, it's not necessarily rejecting you. You can easily turn into, a, to, to, into the character of a salesperson. Easy. Anybody can do that. Anybody can easily turn into the character right. of a salesperson, of a parent, of a shop assistant, yeah. whatever you want to do. Because that's what we do. We, we're not born shop assistants, are we? No, most of us. We're born personal human beings, yeah, aren't exactly. we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah? We learn to become a shop assistant, or we learn to become a director, or we, we learn to become successful, or we learn to not become successful. Those True. are characters. Okay, so I, I can hear somehow telepathically <laughs> the thousands of people listening to this right now are saying, wait a second, that sounds great. How do we do that? So obviously we're hypnotists, um, and we know that that's a very powerful way of helping uh, change someone's underlying beliefs, helping them get into a very receptive state of learning, that which is what hypnosis essentially is, so that they can unlearn the limiting beliefs that cause fear or unlearn the, the, the disempowering b mindset that causes someone to be um, vacillating back and forth between hot and cold when they're performing. The majority of reasons why we fail and make mistakes is through fear, through fear and panic. Okay. Those are the most powerful, strongest emotions we have sitting in that amygdala that, that hits... The, the, and panic is just an extreme form of fear. Yeah, so it's, okay. yeah fear is right. the, biggest, big, the biggest reason why we make mistakes. Okay, because so it's, because it's so powerful, right? And and really, if you think about the the clients that we see at the Miami Hypnosis Center, most of them, fear is what stops them. Yeah, I mean, even someone even someone take quitting smoking. I mean, the reality is, it's only the fear <laughs> of the difficulty of quitting smoking. Absolutely, Otherwise, yeah. they would try to quit every single day, and eventually, they'd get it. Fear of planes, right? Naturally, yeah, right. Fear of speaking. Fear mm -hmm. of breaking up. Yeah. Uh, fear of being good. Fear of being overweight. Put fear at the beginning of everything you can. Yeah. You know, fear of being a good, good successful salesperson. Yeah, and, and the show... Or fear and, of being and, a bad one. True, or, or fear in a relationship of leaving that relationship because what if I never find someone again? Yeah. And so you stay in a relationship that may not be good, whether it's f afraid of leaving the job that you hate because you're afraid you, you need the money and you'll never, you know, and, and that's... It, so it doesn't matter what it is, but I, I get it. So the fear then then how do we use hypnosis? Like, how can we do it specifically for sales to eliminate that performance anxiety, which is just fear, and really help someone 
clear the path so that they could just get into that zone, get into that state where they can consistently do what they know they should be able to do and focus just on the selling process and on the client or customer and not on their own head junk. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's funny that you, said, you, you say that because there's four, there's, there's four reasons, and we're going to talk about them later on, there's four things uh, that you can do. And, um, you know, the, this, uh, this, uh, the Army, the, is it the SEAL? The Navy SEAL. The Navy SEAL. Right. They did a study. They did a study on how they could help get better performance out of them so they could get through their, their training, their because they're selling themselves all the time. And they did a study of the four basic things that you have to do to, to on their own, they're okay, but you put them all together and the performance levels, the consistency levels increase by a third. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you after the break. Well, no, we, we only have a few minutes left, so we want to get to that. What, what are okay. the, what the are four the things, things yeah. are? Goal setting, mental rehearsal, okay, self talk, and arousal control. Okay, so since we only have a few minutes left, goal setting. People understand goal setting generally, right? It's it's deciding what what you want and 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 setting that as an intention towards where you're going to go, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so what about mental rehearsal? How does that fit in? That fits in because. Because of the way the actual brain works, the, the, the frontal lobe is constantly on alert for, for, for words. We actually talk to ourselves. We, we talk about 300 to 1,000 words a minute. Wow. To ourselves. Hmm. So you imagine if all those are positive. Right. How then they become automatic. Very, and very motivational. And very motivational. Right. So that's why we do the mental rehearsal, because you can mentally rehearse going into a sales, to a, to a, to a sales um, call. Or mm-hmm. going into, you know, you can rehearse it and rehearse it because then when you come to physically do it... You're already familiar with absolutely. it. Absolutely. I see, yeah. You say, okay, well, what about picking up a phone? If you mentally rehearse it and talk to yourself so, so much that I'm going into my uh, cold calling sales uh, character, yeah? So you're, you're just, it's you get used to just putting on a different hat. Absolutely. But right. you have to do the mental, mental rehearsal. rehearsal. And, that, and that is a, the way that we do it is, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a... A hypnotic technique. It's a type of visualization, which, which we're going to talk about. Which is again part right. of part of uh, of, of um, the rehearsal. Yeah. So, what about arousal control? Well, arousal control is that is, is that when it's performance anxiety in the bedroom, or is this? Well, uh, it could be. Yeah. It could be right controlling the arousal. Yeah. Well, arousal control on its own is okay, but it's weak. It just means that when you breathe and you allow the oxygen to go to the brain, then you can think better. So that's all part of those four characteristics that you need to learn to become good at selling. So goal setting, mental rehearsal, self-talk, and arousal control. So if you're not if you're not controlling the arousal, or in this case, the alert, I guess this is the, the fight or flight response, right? Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. once it comes up, it's really hard to control it. You know, when somebody turns to you and says, oh, breathe, breathe, you know, take your time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I've, really got to, I've almost got this million-dollar yeah, yeah. contract. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've almost sold this car. Oh, and the boss thinks I'm great. If I can just get this... Slow down. On its own, it's weak. Right, and so, okay, so I, I want to take it from here because we're going to have to wrap up in a moment. But So basically, using hypnosis, using neuro-linguistic programming, using those different, which is just fancy for, it, it's a derivative of hypnosis, but it's a very powerful way of changing how you're thinking and feeling and that will change your behavior, is getting so that you don't have to count on willpower or trying to control those thoughts or yeah. trying to uh, take 10 deep breaths and and before it's actually triggering a so we can so we we can train people to trigger within a few seconds 
the desirable, focused, confident state. Absolutely. Because everyone at some point in their life has experienced confidence. It's just not not happening at the right time, and as a result, they're in a fearful, yeah. inconsistent avoidance. And everybody's state. everybody's actually experienced fear, so they know the difference. And the thing is, is we don't we could, we don't we're not gonna we don't have to train somebody to be a top salesman if they don't want to be, but they may want to just be able to sell for a few seconds, for a few minutes, for an afternoon while I'm at work, whatever it is. Or when they're with their loved one, or Absolutely. someone like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's really sort of nice broad ways that you can, you know, there's some real powerful ones where you can really kick into it, or you know, different scenarios. That's great. So, so if someone wants to learn more about using hypnosis and using the other tools that you use to help people get into that state of mind, that frame of mind, they can visit miamihypnosiscenter.com. Well, there's two things they can yeah. do. Uh, what I would suggest, they can either, they can, can uh, call yep. and make a, uh, and book a consultation right. or book me to go to the office or to their company to do a presentation or to do a talk in a little bit more detail on what we spoke about, uh, we spoke about today. Okay, that sounds really cool. Well, that's a, there's a lot that can be done, and we've really just scratched the surface here on what getting into that mental uh, game or, or triggering that effective, productive, focused mindset for selling. So remember, everyone's selling everything at some point in their life, so feel free to sell. This is Todd Goodwin with Peter Kingsley. Thanks for being here, Peter. Appreciate your presence here on the show. Good and uh, this is Todd Goodwin with the uh, Inspiring Minds show on the Own Your Power Radio Network. Check out ownyourpowerlifestyle.com, miamihypnosiscenter.com, and we'll be back next week with another really compelling topic. You can check in at that point. So have an inspiring, empowering, and transformational day.